Christian Therapy Podcast. It is your host, Aisha Barano. Let's get into today's episodes. Hey, so we are on day 11 of the 30 Days with the Word Challenge. We've almost come to half and I'm actually so excited um, that we are, you know, we are consistent, we're getting through it. And yeah, so I'm, I'm actually super excited about that. But anyways, let's get into what we're doing today. So today we're going to be reading from Colossians chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading from the CSB translation today. So it starts off talking about Paul, who is an apostle of Jesus Christ, and who, and the fact that he's writing to the church in Colossae, right? So... Uh, that's usually so it's similar to how the Ephesians and um, the chapter of Ephesians started and Philippians, which we have just finished, and now we're in Colossians. So Paul basically talks about how he thanks God and he prays for them, i.e., he prays for the saints, um, and then talks about that a little bit and then goes on to pray for their spiritual growth. So, very similar to the prayer that was prayed for the Ephesian church where it talks about verse 9 for this reason also since the day we heard this we haven't stopped praying for you we are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may work you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of god being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience joyfully giving thanks to the father who has enabled you to share in the saints inheritance in the light he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves other translations say love son love child in him we have redemption the forgiveness of sins so he's basically praying for their spiritual growth and this is something that you can pray for yourself imagine praying this sort of prayer for yourself praying this for your family members praying this for your church you will see spiritual growth in them because you are praying the prayer you're basically praying a prayer that is in the word of god you know and we know that Paul did not come up with this by himself, but it is God that came up with this through him. And so just think about that. And, you know, next time you're thinking of, about praying about spiritual growth and you don't know what to pray about, find the scripture and use the scripture to pray along those lines. Okay. And then he talks about, you know, who God is and how he's the image of the and how Christ is the image of the invisible god right the firstborn of all creation so the bible talks about how there was a first adam who was the adam that we all know and then the second adam or the last adam is the lord from heaven who we know is jesus christ right so then paul is saying here that jesus christ is the image of the invisible god he's the firstborn of all creation so now, since Jesus, Jesus is the firstborn and we're the rest of the siblings. Just think about that. So Jesus is the firstborn now. We all hail from him. And then it talks about the fact that everything was created by God. Everything was created by Christ in heaven, in earth. 
the things that are visible, the things that are not. And then talks about how Christ is the head of the body. And then talks about the body being, being the church. So if you were in doubt as to whether the church is the bride or the church is the body, it doesn't say the church is the bride. It says the church is the body of Christ. And so that's just something that I just wanted to mention because I hear people talk about it a lot. And the Bible specifically talks about the church being the body of Christ. Okay. And then if we move forward, he talks about, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Who is him? Jesus. And through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, if you think about it, back in the day, back in the day, people that believed in God, they did not have the closeness and the relationship that we now have. After the fall of Adam and Eve, humans just never had that fellowship. Imagine Adam and Eve had that fellowship where literally they could hear the voice of God walking. That was how close they were with God, right? But if you now think about what now happened post the fall, you would notice that there was a disconnect with between us and God, right? So the people that were on earth at the time, there was a disconnect. And how do we know that? Through the word of God, through the Bible, through when you read the Old Testament, you can see why there are such differences because Jesus had not come at that time. So there was still a disconnect. They had to go to a specific place to worship. They had to have the priest go in there to make sacrifices of sin. They had to do all of that, all of those things, right? But when you come into Christ, you don't have to do all of those things. He has reconciled everything to himself. Now you can come to God and speak to him. And now he even lives in you. So it's not just you know, Christ, you know, yes, Jesus Christ. Yes, he died. Yes. Now we now have Christ in us as well. I think I'm jumping out of myself right now. So I'm going to leave that and let's go back to what the Bible actually says. So verse 21, once you were alienated and hostile in your mind as expressed in your evil actions, but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted from the hope of the gospel that you heard, this gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. So now I want us to focus our minds back on the earlier verses that I just read. Once you were alienated, once you were hostile in your minds, you were separated. What does it mean to alienate someone? That means you are removed, far removed from something, right? So we were once alienated, right? We were once alienated, we were separated, right? But then he talks about how Jesus reconciled us through his death. And then has now gotten to the point where we are now presented as holy. We are presented as faultless. We are presented as blameless before him. A shift has happened. 
So then he talks about, if indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted from the hope of the gospel that you have heard. So don't, don't be shifted. You know what you have received. You know who you have received. So now stay and walk in light of that. And so if we move forward to the part that is my favorite, and I'm going to read it. So he starts talking about, let's start from verse 24. It says, now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body that is the church. Again, another reminder, the body of Jesus is the church, okay? Then he goes on to say, I have become its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. That's someone that knows his purpose. That's someone that knows what he's been called to do. And then I, I continue reading. And then it talks about the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. Okay. Now he will tell us what that mystery is. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Woo! Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what he was saying is like previously, that was a mystery. That was a mystery people in the Old Testament could not catch. They only knew God being on them or God being with them rather. They did not know Christ in them. They didn't know. It was a mystery at the time. But now it has been revealed to us that Christ in us is the hope of glory. I want to challenge you today. Christ in you is your advantage. Christ in you is your wisdom. Christ in you is your progress. Christ in you is your protection. There is nothing that you want to do. Christ is in you. I can't lie. Like, I want to get up and just run. Christ is in you. If something has been difficult for you today, for months, for years, I remind you that Christ is in you. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you. Think about it. What is that thing that you're trying to achieve that you cannot achieve? Christ is in you. It is the hope. It is the hope of glory. It is the hope of a bright future. It is the hope for direction. It is the hope of advantage. Christ is in you. So yeah, if you leave with nothing, leave with that. Christ is in you. And I'm going to say to myself, Christ is in me. Christ in me is my advantage. Christ in me is my protection. Christ in me is my wisdom. Christ in me is my progress. Christ in me is my success. Christ in me is my power. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening, guys. So just before we end today's episode, um, 
if you have not said the prayer of salvation which means that you have not given your heart to jesus christ i want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to christ now um so one of the big things that i have to emphasize is the fact that you have to believe completely um with all of your heart and you have to speak forth so which means you have to say it um whilst believing in your heart now it is not enough to believe you have to believe and speak um and it's not enough to speak without believing so it requires both so now i'm going to say the prayer of salvation and i need you to repeat it after me oh lord god i believe with all my heart in jesus christ son of the living god i believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he's alive today and forevermore. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. From this day, through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I am born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I am now a child of God hallelujah praise the lord if you have said this prayer welcome to the family of god you are now a child of god you are now born again you can confidently say i am born again glory to god and so now if you want to learn more about how to live your life as a born again christian i will encourage you to go back and listen to every single episode on this podcast just keep listening and you will continue to see the transformation in your life and also i will encourage you to go out there go on google and search for now that you're born again by chris oyakilome and if you review that you will see in the book it explains carefully what happens now that you've given your heart to christ it explains clearly what you have received as a child of god and so i will encourage you to actually go and read the book it's a really short book it's a pdf um, version and it is free online too and if for whatever reason you're unable to get the book just send me a direct message on christian therapy um um using the christian therapy handle um on instagram um yeah so just send me a direct message and i will organize for it to be sent to you so yeah thank you so much um for listening to today's episode god bless you and i will see you next time bye